Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast about children's development from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast from the Center for Inclusive Childcare. I'm Priscilla Weigel, the Executive Director, and I'm here today talking with Diana Babcock, and she works with the McPhail Center for Music, and she's the director of the Sing, Play, Learn program that they have, and it's really interesting to um, take some time to, to hear from you, Diana, and we're so glad you could be with us here on Inclusion Matters. Thank you so much for inviting me, Priscilla. It's um, great to be here as well. Good. Great. Um, We've just started a a partnership to hopefully build on some of the connections that we both have in these two different programs related to early childhood and um, learning and development and all those things. And so, Diana, I'd love to hear some more about what Sing, Play, Learn really does. What, what, well, you might want to start with just telling us a little bit about McPhail. Sounds great. Well, McPhail Center for Music is a community music school, and we work with about 15,000 students a year, um, ages zero to 100 years old, so there's something for everybody. And um, we started in 1907, so we're a 113-year-old organization, and um, we are at um, various locations, too. So most people think of just Minneapolis, but we're actually at five main locations, uh, Minneapolis, Apple Valley, Chanhassen, White Bear Lake, and Austin, Minnesota. Plus, we're also at about 100 partnership locations across the state. So we're kind of everywhere <laughs> in the yes, state of Minnesota. Wow. And congratulations for the longevity of McPhail. You're obviously filling a huge need in the community to be sustained that long and for those that many years. So congratulations to you and the whole team over there. I know I've, I've always heard amazing things about the work that you do. And so when you talk about partnership organizations, can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure. So we are, um, we are in a lot of schools, a lot of community organizations, child care centers, um, um, homeless shelters, um, senior living facilities, uh, mental health facilities, hospitals, just a, a gamut of places and um, all slightly different. Everyone is a little bit different in how, um, you know, what happens there and um, the experience that we and, and they provide for us. Sure. Wow. Well, that's exciting. So now when we um, think about Sing, Sing, Play, Learn, and and maybe why don't you tell us a little bit about the origins of that and kind of how it came to be, the history and maybe the philosophy, and then just what, what that involves. What's the scope of the work that you do within that program? Sure. So Sing, Play, Learn started back in 1968, and we were one of the first to develop an integrated arts curriculum. Um, meaning that um, we believe that children, just like all of us, learn in many different ways. Um, And so we provide opportunities for children to learn about and experience music through activities such as songs, rhymes, literature, creative movement, creative dramatics, visual arts, sensory exploration, and instrument exploration. And so, and that was very unique. When we first started in 1968, um, we had a whole group of 10 students and we had puppets and cookies and milk. <laughs> um, well, sounds like fun. Sounds like was. fun. It was very fun. Um, and so with um, the growth of the program, though, we, um, we now work with over 5,000 students a year. And um, they are at, at our 
weekly classes at our five locations. Um, at our partnerships, we have about um, 30 partnerships plus additional ones that are um, like offshoots of different, you know, a partnership like we might work with. We work with Head Start and we'll be at several locations there. Um, okay. And um, with our partnerships, they're all different as well. We have some that we go and we do like a particular curriculum. And then many, we just go there and we work with the classroom teachers in their on their classroom goals and themes and, and things like that. So it's a meaningful experience for the students. Um, so various places like we, we partner with health partners and provide wellness classes for young children with music. Um, like I said, Head Start, many preschools, community organizations, um, homeless shelters, um, just just a variety of places, and um, they're all wonderful experiences. We also um, work with, um, you know, I guess I didn't say this before, but we work with ages six weeks to eight years and families okay. and their partner teachers. And through um, each curriculum that we provide is um, unique to those age groups. So we're working on developmental skills and whatnot. Um, our curriculum is sequential. So okay. where everything is skill building and we work on musical and non-musical skills throughout our classes. Lovely. So, you know, just thinking about our listeners out there who primarily are child care providers or parents of young children. Um, I'd like to pose a, a question to all of you listening to just really think about and also give us some feedback about how you use music each day in the care that you provide for young children, whether it's in childcare settings or in your home. We'd be curious to know how you use music and how that um, enhances the things you do every day. I know when I was teaching, music was an essential part of so many pieces of the day, you know, that's transitions to create success there to um, just provide a a means of getting attention of the children when they're doing something that maybe is a lot of fun, but we need them to, to shift gears, you know, that, that music trigger. And I know that for me as an early childhood educator, music was such an essential foundation. Um, I worked at a school where it was founded by a music therapist and music, the way you're describing it was built in for every classroom to have that time. What I know for a fact in the work that we do, that's not the case these days. And so that's why your program is really ideal to provide those opportunities for sites that might not have. There's a lot of people out there that think, oh, I can't music with kids because I can't sing. Or I'm not a musical, you know, I don't know any musical instruments. So your team, kind of describe one of your partnerships, maybe a typical day in the partnership um, that would be something that would happen in a, in a child care setting. Oh, sure. So, um, like I said, we individualize our programming. So, for example, um, Way to Grow in Minneapolis mm -hmm. is one that we've partnered with for many years. And a, a typical day would be, you know, our teacher coming in and saying, so how are things going? What, you know, what can I do to provide some support today after they've already talked about classroom goals and classroom themes in weeks past. And then they will add it to, they'll, they'll go to the group time and add things to the themes of the day. For example, right now it would be snow, probably. They'd be doing sure. snow songs and doing descending scales and ascending scales, maybe have some glockenspiels, have some, you know, moving like a snowflake, things like that. But then in addition to that, um, most of our partnerships as well, we're, we're helping to provide like 
music in the literacy area, um, music in the art station, um, music for transition. So giving the teachers ideas of how to use it, as you said, throughout the day, because music is not exclusively for group time (laughs) or nap time. It's for everything. And it does make such a huge benefit and difference for those children and their learning. And, you know, believe it or not, it helps the teachers, too. <laughs> it really does. I, I'm just going to add that. And and that's a perfect segue to my next question is, what are some specific things as far as learning that, you know, music can really enhance when you look at the different domains of learning for young children? Sure. Um, there are so many benefits. I mean, really, music makes a difference with every developmental domain, whether it be social, emotional, cognitive language, creativity, kinesthetic all of those things, critical thinking skills, um, it makes a huge difference. And so um, what what we find, in fact, um, is that there's such a connection between music and brain development mm-hmm. to start with. Um, music is one of the few things that engages both sides of the brain. Yeah. And so, and which is fascinating. And, you know, you see those, you know, the, the, the first five years of life are so critical first three, even more. But, um, and so exposing them to opportunities such as music is going to make a big difference and build some of those synaptic connections. But because it engages both sides of the brain, we're able to work on a lot of skills through a fun avenue. Sure. You know, music is fun. It's exciting. It's engaging. It's novel. And so, like you said, we're able to gain their attention. So you're building those attending skills um, that we're able to work on executive functioning skills, such as impulse control, impulse control and stop and start games. There's yeah. just so much you can do to build on that. Emotional regulation is another thing. Again, music, calming, helping to regulate the emotions, um, working memory, all those kind of in- really important executive functioning skills that help lead towards um, further list learning like reading and writing and math. Um, and, you know, um, language development is such a huge thing with, with music as well, because you're working on different um, syllables and sounds and right. listening and um, just, again, being able to get their attention. Yeah. Labeling. It's much more fun to sing about a letter sound or labeling, you know, building vocabulary rather than just saying it. Yes. Or just, just even to give directives. It's much more interesting. So sure. school readiness skills, such as executive functioning, cognitive and language, easing transitions is a huge thing. And again, that you, you know, you deal with transitions all day long as an early childhood teacher. Mm-hmm. So getting their attention, then you're going to be able to teach them some other skills. Sure. Um, and much more. Critical thinking, I think, is always important to to realize it's interesting. That's the one thing that I've noticed as we work with teachers is that's something that's not thought of. Right. With music, but problem solving, singing through a problem. Yeah. um, And how to solve it. Um, Again, it helps to relax because it's such music is such a internal visceral kind of experience that you're able to then process and think through a problem. That's lovely. And I think, you know, when I'm listening to your list, all of those things are so critical to the foundation of all learning for kids, that regulation, that ability to sit and listen, that ability to problem solve and think critically and, and, and just even form the sounds for that language development. So how does one find out about Sing, Play, Learn and 
get involved or find out about the partnerships, any of those pieces. Sure. Well, one thing I'll mention too quick, I forgot to oh, yeah. mention about our research. Oh, yes. And actually, you know what, Diana? I would love to have you back for another podcast and talk about that even separately, okay. because I think that that would be really interesting to our listeners, because I remember you mentioned that to me when we met our first time, just talking about this future partnership here. Um, I think that would be a lot of fun to talk that through and hear more about that in another installment, which also I wanted to let our listeners know that we are going to have... Um, of the teachers from Sing, Play, and Learn as guests on our podcast as well, because the lovely thing that they do is they have different age groups that are more specifically geared to um, that specific age group. So activities that really meet the needs of a specific child's age group. So it's, is it infant, toddler, and preschool? Is that correct? Yes. Down, Diana. Okay. So we'll look forward to, to, we thought maybe one installment, but now I think we're going to have two because <laughs> I think that we have more to talk about. So yeah. Um, yeah. Something else for our listeners to think about and share with us on social media, if you would care to, is what are some favorite ways that you use music to support specific learning in your care settings, in your homes, anywhere you're spending time with kids? We'd love to hear more about that, too. As always, you can always access any of our resources on our website at inclusivechildcare.org or through our social media at Facebook, um, Instagram, and Twitter. And we so appreciate the time you've taken today, Diana, to be with us and to talk things through as far as all of those critical pieces that music supports in a child's life. And I look forward to learning more. And I know our listeners look forward to learning more about your research and about also the more in-depth information about the curriculum that you provide as far as those specific age groups. So we'll look forward to having you back. Sounds good. Thank you. And if you want any more information, just look up www.mcfail.org. That's great. Thanks. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks for listening. For more resources, visit us at inclusivechildcare.org.